0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, Chris Turner's coming up in mere moments. I'm going to tell you about our friends over at Sanders Ground Essentials. Get your yard looking great making a call 501-315-9395 or sandersground.com it's simple over 20 years they've been doing it kent and kyle a couple of good local guys who hire local people and take care of local customers so you can hire the big national out-of-state company or you can get the local guys to take care of business and hire local folks keep your money uh in the local community that's what i like to do sanders ground essentials doing it right and they will go the extra mile professional soil analysis to make sure your lawn is getting exactly what it needs and that does not cost any extra at all Your lawn is waking up from its winter slumber. It is time to feed it right. Get their weed and fertilization program started right away. Courtesy of Sanders Ground Essentials, 501-315-9395. Online at SandersGround.com. The NFL draft is, let's see, I don't want to do math, Wes. It's Tuesday, right? So 12-7. Let's just say 7-24-31. Anyway, it's like two days away. Anyway, Chris Turnage is standing by on the Brandon Moving and Storage hotline. Hi, Chris. Good
1: morning, gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, just, let's just stick with the days. That makes much easier calculation.
0: It, it is tonight plus two days, 48 and 7. So whatever that is, 56, 55, 55 hours, 55, thank you, Wes. 55 hours and, like, eight minutes. Um, okay, so let's start with the Rogers trade and the draft picks that exchanged hands. Question one, who got the better end of the bargain, or was it good for both?
1: I mean, I think ultimately it is good for both, but I think the Packers, you know, absolutely got the better in the bargain because number one, Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play for them again. And number two, they were about to have to pay out $50 million in cash if uh, they kept them on the roster much longer. So in, in the end, I mean, I think they got the better deal just because of that, but I think it absolutely upgrades the Jets roster and makes them a potential, um, you know, team that can make a run to the Super Bowl with that, with that roster now. So I, I think it works out for both teams. Um, and, you know, both teams get what they want.
0: Speaking of quarterbacks, there's a lot of buzz, Wes was telling me this morning, I'm around Will Levis, and there's been some smoke around him before. But apparently even as of today, mm-hmm. his odds are shortening as potentially the first pick. And there has been a lot of buzz about that potentially. What do you think's happening there?
1: You know, it's interesting. It went from 5,000 to 1 to 500 to 1 overnight uh, with the odds of the first round pick, which is a huge jump. Um, the reason being is because there was a recorded conversation where, where – Will Levis was telling his girlfriend that the Panthers told him they were going to take him, and so that's what caused the odds. I would still be surprised if Will Levis is number one. I would I would still be uh, pretty surprised about it overall. I think he's very inaccurate. If you watch his, his film at Kentucky, um, you know he transferred into Kentucky. If you watch that, um, just, just not accurate at all. And makes some questionable throws. He's got a big arm, and oftentimes teams fall in love with that. i lots of Marcus Russell. But I would still be shocked if he's if he's taking number one overall.
0: We'll see who's more accurate, an Will Levis or his girlfriend. <laughs> there you go, exactly. Who do you expect to go number one?
1: I think it's gonna be Bryce Young. Um, everything I'm hearing, everything that uh, I've been told, I think it's Bryce Young. It's funny. There's a uh, a couple of guys that I'm close to on the Panther scouting department, and they said they haven't told us. We think it's Bryce Young, but. I couldn't tell you for sure either. Um, and so it's, uh, it's just interesting. And, and a little fact, too, Michael Coe, who used to play for Arkansas, mm-hmm. is now a scout for the Carolina Panthers. Hmm. And so um, he was one of the ones I talked to at one point. And, and like I said, they, all, they say, hey, we think it's Bryce showing. But at the same time, they haven't actually told us. So we're going to be surprised as anybody else if, if it changes.
0: NFL agent Chris Turner is joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Which guy with Arkansas connections is most likely to go the highest, do you think?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to be Drew Sanders, no question. Um, he's he's going to be taken probably early second, maybe could slide into that late first, but probably early second, um, and and he'll for sure far and away be the be the highest, you know, with any Arkansas ties. And then after that, you're going to have kind of a, a kind of a, a race, I guess, with between maybe Ricky Stromberg, maybe. Um, a client who didn't go to the University of Arkansas, my client uh, B.J. Thompson from England, Arkansas, that went to Baylor, ended up at Stephen F. Austin. He could be in that fourth round conversation, um, along with Stromberg. So that's where I think you'll see kind of the that next group group fall. How tall is he? Uh, Stromberg or B.J.? B.J. Uh, he is six, right under six six. Yeah, like I knew six was, five and six eight. Six, yeah, six, I knew he was long, like that.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: He won the triple jump in the state of Arkansas, and long jump in the state of Arkansas. So he's yeah. very athletic. Yeah. Uh, Athletic freak. It was kind of a crazy story. Right before his pro day, he had some kind of food poisoning, and he literally threw up on the way driving to the facility for pro day. And uh, you know, you see a lot of guys make tell the scouts and make excuses. Oh, I'm not feeling good. If my 40 is bad, you know, they kind of do it. But literally, you could see the throw up on his socks and <laughs> shoes. And the scouts like, well, we know he's not making it up. Wow. Um, And he, he still ran like a four five seven and Jeez. had a vertical of thirty eight and a half and uh, like a ten eight broads so and still did very well even with that. <laughs> Is Matt Landers, uh, Jaden Hazelwood, are they next in the conversation? Do they have a shot to be drafted? Yeah, they absolutely have a shot to be drafted. Um, you know, I think there's, I mean, Landers obviously helped himself a ton in the post draft process with the 40 um, that he put out there and, and some of the other testing numbers that he did. You know, Hazelwood actually hurt himself a little bit. Just he didn't run as well as what teams had hoped. He did improve it from the combine to pro day, but didn't run as well. And just his numbers are all kind of average across the board um and so i think you know landers might actually be a, a higher favorite to get drafted you know more so than than hazelwood but both have a chance if they do either one of them or both would be you know sixth, seventh conversation um you know or, or a pfa after the draft the other thing to consider you know last year was the biggest draft class ever in the history of the draft because of covid this is the second biggest class in the history a little smaller than last year but still bigger than most and so as a result some of those Guys that normally might get drafted in the 6th, 7th could be pushed down out of the draft, which could affect you know, a Matt Landers or Jade Hazelwood because
0: of that. With all the extra bodies and obviously limited space, now you've got some additional opportunities. The USFL just got underway last week, Chris, and the uh, XFL obviously has been um, playing for a while. Is that a, uh, a path that the NFL is going to pick from? I don't know if a lot of guys have made that jump, but is that something you expect to be more common as we go forward?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there. in fact, last year out of the XFL, there were 52 players that ended up signing with the NFL team um, from last Or – I'm sorry, the USFL. Um, and so this year, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of teams looking at, you know, the XFL, USFL guys because they're getting, you know, live film. And so I think, yeah, you're going to see a lot more of those guys get signed um, and then maybe take the place of, of some rookies that normally would get signed there to fill out a 90-man roster with the NFL. You told us who goes number one. Uh, To me, the big question, who do the Texans take it to? Yeah. And that's where everybody kind of saying the draft is really going to start with the uncertainty is, you know, do the Texans keep that pick? Do they trade out? It wouldn't surprise me to still see him trade down, um, especially if, Hmm. um, you know, you see the Colts or somebody like that want to jump up and get Will Levis or, you know, you're hearing CJ Stroud might fall now, maybe out of the top eight, maybe out of the top 10. But um, I think number two is really, really interesting. I'm hearing a lot of rumblings that say if the Texans keep that pick, they're not taking quarterback there. Hmm. Um, and they're gonna go with one of the premier defensive linemen, whether it's you know, the kid from Alabama, whether it's the kid from Texas Tech, but I'm hearing, you know, that kind of story and then they try to take a quarterback at number twelve, their second hmm. first round pick. So hearing a lot of rumblings about uh, about that with the Texans.
0: Old Houston, maybe not gonna take the pick, maybe they're gonna massage the situation. See what oh. they can come up with. Too soon. Yeah. All right, Chris. This and appreciate the time. <laughs> uh, I know you got a busy week. Thanks for carving out a little for us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, okay. guys. See you. All right.